hello, Supernatural Explorers. Well, things didn't go exactly as I'd planned for Part 3, and there was definitely some lessons in that for me. Thankfully, events did happen anyway during my day visit to Pandemonium. This despite getting there a week later than expected, then forgetting one of the spirit's names that I had been connecting with, and my largest recording from that day mysteriously disappearing. I do talk about what I think that all means and more. Oh, for the parts when I'm driving and I'm recording, I apologize for the bumpy audio. That was my first driving narration, and I'm always trying to improve on sound quality. It's definitely a work in progress. I think that's about 10 minutes of it, so please just bear with me on the bumpy road, driving over gravel part. So, in order to make this episode work with much of the on-site audio missing, I start with me commenting on my visit, then I transition to the audio I didn't lose while I was actually at Pandemonium, then I transition back again to me recounting what I remembered from the trip. And, as an extra happy little bonus and surprise, as I was prepping to do this intro and post the pictures to the website, thesupernaturalexplorer.blogspot.com, I just noticed in the first photo I took when I pulled up to the Pioneer Cemetery, there is a perfect shadow of what looks like a person peeking out curiously from behind a tree outside of the cemetery. Could that be the spirit of our friend who is buried outside the cemetery? You decide. I, of course, made that the artwork for this episode. Well, without any further ado, let's go in. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. <laughs> so how it goes? I guess I should look at the words. Can't believe I don't know these words. Anyway, why am I singing that song? Well... I went on a day visit to Pandemonium. It was eventful. Events happened, including mysteriously a large part of my recordings disappearing, despite the fact I kept checking my recorder, checking my recorder, checking my recorder, making sure, and then one of the largest files of the whole experience just magically disappeared. And if I accidentally deleted it, it would have been in in the folder that doesn't get fully deleted for 30 days. So a large file disappeared. So I'm thinking back on like, well, what can I remember about the experience? I did get some uh, recordings, by the way. So it's not like I have nothing to share on, on audio of the day I was actually there. But in trying to remember, so I can tell you about what the other stuff that didn't get on tape or that I did get on tape and then disappeared. The first thing I thought of is I had had to work that day and I had on my work shoes and I had to change into my hiking shoes. And so for some reason, when I was pulling up at the cemetery, <laughs> pandemonium, Mr. Rogers popped into my head and I, I felt like him, like changing my shoes, even though I was about to go visit a cemetery. So yeah, pandemonium. I wanted to go the day after the last episode, but... I realize if me following signs, they're going to be clear. It doesn't really matter what I want. It matters what's supposed to be. And so I was going to go that day. Very violently windy day. 
And one of the worst days I had in years where just something was happening. Something else was happening. Something, everything was in my face. Everything was annoying me. The wind was blowing. My least favorite element is violent winds. I don't know why. Maybe related to something Ayurvedically. Me being a Pitta fire sign. Me being a Leo. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyway, so it was clear where I was not supposed to go that day. And the next day that was most reasonable for me to go was the following Thursday. And so by the time I go, I forget I forget the names even of the spirits I connected with, who are there, by the way. Spoiler alert, <laughs> they, are, they are there. So uh, if you remember from the last show, I met Sadie, who's alleged to be the slave girl who was accidentally shot. And there's a memorial there to her that I, it was just so little girl-like and charming and loving. And it was just so nice. The last show, I also spoke about the gentleman who was buried outside the cemetery. I don't know if we gave him a name. I talked to my psychic friend, Marie, and she tried connecting and she seemed to have gotten the name Patrick. So we're going to name him Patrick for now. I really want to give him a name. And also while I was there, Sadie has this beautiful memorial. I didn't see anything for Patrick. In the meantime, I found a big rock. I put an American flag by it because that seems to be a thing around the sites. Put an American flag by it. So if you, if you go to Pandemonium and you see Sadie's memorial, which is obvious, it's very girly and, and just cute. Look to the left about like just 20, 30 feet or so and you'll see a, a big rock, twice the size of a bowling ball maybe with an American flag. That's going to be the start of my memorial to who I'm calling Patrick, the gentleman buried outside the cemetery on accident. And when I get the chance, when I do the night visit and Woody has agreed to come, Woody from the pilot episode of Now That's Nonsense, my other podcast, we talk about saving Game of Thrones and some other stuff. He's agreed to come with me, so it's on. We have a date set. We're going to go and we're going to do a night visit to pandemonium and really i'm learning the more i do this to expect nothing but everybody knows we're hoping for some sasquatch audio not just feelings the sensations are nice i hope they're nice for me i hope they're interesting and uh spark your imagination about some things or have you thinking about some things in a different way hope they're doing something for you but we all want some audio we want we want something physical to happen for sure so there were some sounds that I had while I was walking through Pandemonium and they were thumps, not thumpings, but just random thumps I heard. And I remember saying, I hope this is getting on the recorder. And I remember looking at my recorder and saying, oh yes, good, it's recording. And I was saying, oh good, we can listen to these after and see what these thumps are. It sounded like something falling from a tree, but not like if you saw Castaway, the coconut falling. Well, I guess now that I'm saying it, kind of like that. Yes, but maybe a little bit heavier than a coconut. And it definitely didn't sound like... I know what a tree branch sounds like when it falls into like leaves or on the ground. It makes a certain sound. It was like thump. It would just happen every once in a while. And it maybe happened three or four times. And I was like, what is that? That's something I'm going to... Let's listen to that. Of course, I don't have that. And then I had this... When I got out of my car before I approached the cemetery... Inside my eardrum, I had this thump, almost like something was tapping on my eardrum. And I had bad ears as a kid. I know what it feels like when my ears have fluid in them. And I used to be able to feel my heartbeat with the fluid in my ear, like pulsating. 
and I felt that kind of sensation, but it was a thump on my ear. And I was like, I hope this is being picked up on audio. I can't tell if it's happening outside or inside, but there's a definite thump on my ear. And I think I even tried to ask it a question like, say some spirit or something was trying to connect with me through my eardrum. Like, who knows? <laughs> you got to be open to and try everything. I would say, you know, thump if yes, thump if no, something like it, There was no kind of responsiveness to it. So I'm not sure what that was about. And I wasn't blocked from going into the cemetery. But this is this is the kind of the intro to what happened. Let's back it up. Because the audio I did get is approaching pandemonium when I'm driving there. And it's when I first get there and I see the cemetery. And then to the left, I see what I believe is Sadie's memorial. So I'm going to switch over, play that live footage for you. And then I'll jump back and I'll round out. What I didn't catch on audio and everything else that happened. So stay tuned. Let's stay tuned. Stay tuned five seconds while we transition open, and then I'll be back again for more of the, the rest of the show. So here's me, the audio I did catch pulling up to Pandemonium, what I experienced and my reactions. <laughs> this is fun, everyone. I just got to Tuscarora State Park and I just got to this road called let me see what my GPS says oh Elk Hill Road this is a gravel road I'm driving a all-wheel drive sedan so not a truck I think a truck would probably be ideal Uh, at least I'm glad I have all-wheel drive beautiful October day like 60 something degrees out sunny not too windy and it says I have 5.6 miles on this road And it looks like one lane. So this should be interesting. Hope nobody else is here. (laughs) All right. Oh, here we go. Let the adventure begin. This should be hysterical. My my wife and I have been to Italy before, and we stayed in an agro-tourism place. It just means it was a working olive farm and bed and breakfast kind of combined in one and the roads up to that were up a mountain on a one lane dirt road so at least I have some experience (laughs) driving family sedans down gravel roads so this is interesting it's not too bad so before I got to this road uh, about 30 minutes out I started meditating while I was driving and getting into my state, into my zone. And I connected with my spirit team and I asked them to let the inhabitants of Pandemonium know that I'm coming. Even though I let... Oh, yeah, and I got thrown off last week. I was going to... I did two shows, I think, in a row. I visited Pandemonium from a distance twice in a row. And then I was going to go the next day. And the next day turned out to be, like, the windiest day in a long time. And I was having the things just kept going wrong all day long. That things were going wrong all day long, and it was the windy, the like violently windy out. I decided to not go that day. Wind is violent. Wind is my least favorite weather, but wind annoys me. So calm day, fall day. The leaves are actively falling off the trees. Very pleasant. I think I'm gonna put it in cruise control. This road isn't so bad. I wouldn't want to travel it in the snow. 
as excited I was up until this point coming here, I'm very happy that I'm very relaxed now, chilled. Because for the type of work I do in connecting, you can't be all amped up and excited. It throws you off balance. You can't be amped up. It's very hard, anyway, to be amped up and balanced. Balance happens a lot easier with calm. And since I'm dealing with supernatural spirits, forces, and nature itself, I think your state really matters when you're entering a place because I think your state affects a place. So I'm glad I'm not entering the, the place all hepped up on goofballs. I'm, empty, <laughs> I'm entering it super chill, super relaxed. I love all the, the stones here. Stones, the trees. Big fan of the stones. I don't think I have a signal up here, but luckily I'm using Waze and it stored enough of the map, I think, that it's going to take me there, even without a signal. So that's nice. I feel like for Perry County, based on the people I know who live here, Verizon seems to work best up in Perry County. I have T-Mobile. T-Mobile's pretty good, pretty happy, but for kind of remote areas, um, sometimes the signals, uh, I wish the signal was a little better. Oh, also, when I get there, I'm going to let them know. I mean, I'm going to, you know, spiritually connect. Maybe you'd call it psychically connect. However you want to call it, I'm going to connect with uh, the spirits that I connected with. Before, I'll let them know. I'm only going to take pictures, like still pictures of certain things. If there's, you know, I know the structures there or the remains of structures. Uh, before I enter any areas, I'm going to pause, meditate, make sure I feel like I have permission to enter. I'm going to try and be respectful, respectful as if I'm entering someone's home. I'm just going to walk around as like, hey, this is the woods. I can do whatever I want. No, I'm going to try and be respectful before I enter any new area and make sure I feel like I have permission. So I'm also letting them, I'm going to let them know. I'm only going to take pictures of places. I'm not going to try and capture anything. But spirits seem to be cool with recordings, I understand. So I am going to let them know that I'm also recording. So if I capture anything, it's going to be via recording. If I, if I capture something on camera, it was a sheer by accident. And it's because they wanted me to. All right. Three miles away down the gravel road. Yeah, this seems like how far you want to go into the woods if you're going to experience anything. As I said, the first time I came here, after I heard in my mind's ear Tuscarora, as I felt like it was an invitation, I went to some part, it was the opposite part of the forest, um, I was maybe a quarter mile in from the road, and right off the, like, right off the road. I'm like, I, why would anything that's trying to, like, live its life and just be, live its life in peace. Well, it wouldn't live so close to the road. It wouldn't live in, like, miles in. So this seems to be miles in. Although it feels like I'm about to join another road, so I wonder if the road I'm about to join, Laurel Run Road I'm about to join. I wonder if Laurel Run Road is also a gravel road or if I'll hit some pavement. i got to say, I don't mind the gravel, except that it's probably just interfering with the audio quality. Oh, there's someone else here. And they look like they're driving like a RAV4. So like a four-wheel drive truck-type vehicle. They're by a stream. That's a nice area to park. Nobody's in the car. I hope this isn't hunting area or anything. <laughs> Probably should have wore like a bright orange vest versus... I think I'm wearing earth tones. Probably not the best choice. I wonder if when people come out to places, 
like seasoned veteran people, they wear uh, like, you know, an orange vest or yellow vest. Say, so, I'm not an animal, I'm a person. There's a little cabin there, unmarked. I wonder if somebody lives there. It was very cool. I've never done anything like this. When I was a kid, I lived by uh, what was called Hoyt Farm in Carmack, New York, on Long Island. And I realized, kind of looking back on my life, that I spent a lot of time in the forest. I haven't. I think I'd call that more of the woods. Maybe as a kid, it felt like the forest, but it was Hoyt Farm. It was. Let's uh, say 30 acres, something like that, of woods. Alright, this is also, yeah, this is just more gravel. But this one, this gravel seems more compact, so hopefully it'll be less less nice. So, anyway, yeah, I, I, grew up, I realized I oh, always an introvert my entire life. I, looking back on my life, I'm like, wow, I went there a lot by myself as a kid. When I was old enough to ride my bike, and I remember we lived by what was called local property, the power lines, and there was a hole in the fence. So I didn't like to drive to Hoyt Farm would have taken longer than I would have liked as a kid. But because there was a hole in the fence off the power line property, that was like, I feel like that was a quarter mile from my house, and I could easily get into the park. I don't know, I think I just used to ride around on my bike. It was always very peaceful. So I think from a very young age, I communed with nature without even realizing what I was doing. So I'm glad I have some kind of history in this, because if I was just a suburban kid, no history of any kind of woods or anything like that, I imagine this would be harder for me to do. You know, harder for me to make the connection. I know I said on a former episode about my chipmunk experience where I was walking in the woods, uh, with my wife and friend, and I was talk, uh, communing with nature intentionally, talking to like, talking to nature in my mind, and saying, "I believe I'm connecting with you. I believe you're all connected to everything and to things seen and unseen. Please give me a sign if this is the case." And that's when I saw the chipmunks running by me. And from the Site Seven episodes, you know, when I spiritually first connected with the the first area in Site Seven, that's what I felt. I described it as little energies dipping by from me, and I think I described them as chipmunk size. So that was like a confirmation I got. So, and a confirmation that I guess I, I'm pretty okay communing with nature. And I thank that to my childhood and where I happened to live, and that I was an introvert. <laughs> yeah, I liked being by myself. I like people too, but I really like being by myself in nature. All right, we have five minutes left. I don't know if I said this in a past show. So that's interesting. I came into this life introverted, really liked communing with nature, being by myself. And I know I have a memory of a past life where I was a hermit. Uh, I used to say monk, but then I think more appropriate for me to say hermit. Uh, Hermetics, that uh, philosophy knowledge, truth. I think I walked in that. I, I felt like I was in China. Um, probably also a Taoist, I imagine. Taoist, but also into hermetics, which is very much like this life. I was raised Roman Catholic, but I embrace the truth that all beliefs have within them. And the truth that all any philosophy, spiritual path, I look for the truth in things more than kind of the practices of any religion or anything like that. I think truth is found in everything. 
And that's part of what I'm, I'm doing here. I feel like, all right, raised Roman Catholic, there was some truths in there. Looked at other spiritual paths, beliefs, found the truths in that. And now I want to find the truth that's found in connecting with things unseen, spirits, Sasquatches that are unseen until they're seen, anything supernatural, paranormal, ETs, like everything that I connect with is probably going to have another lesson, another truth, another way for me and us to evolve. Wow. I'm 0.1 miles away, two minutes out. This is pretty exciting. Yeah. As soon as I said this is exciting, I noticed my energy changing a little. And yeah, I, I want to be more balanced. It's his Pioneer Cemetery. Oh, great. There's, a, there's nobody around. And I could take this picture right from my car window. There's a little American flag that's so cute. And it's so great. I have a little American flag in my car. It's like it was meant to be. I'll try and get both. It's both. I'll check those pictures later, too, when I come out, if they don't come out good for some reason. I might as well just leave the camera app up. I don't think I need Waze anymore, and I don't need my phone. I can turn it in airplane mode. I feel like airplane mode helps the sound quality better. So now I'm entering Pioneer Cemetery. The road to Pioneer Cemetery, I believe it is. I don't think I've entered the cemetery yet. Ah, this is so wonderful. Alright, I'm here. Shut the car off. Walk my windows. I don't know if I need to bring anything else. I did bring gifts. Ah, look. Ah! I see a flag, a teddy bear, some, like, gifts on... It looks like a tombstone. Ah. Oh, wow. I hope... Wow. I hope that's the girl that I connected with. Because as I was looking at it and saying that, yeah, I, something is with me. I feel an energy with me. My whole, like from my tip of my head to tip of my toes is all tingling with this energy. This energy. Oh, and it, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I really hope that that's the girl because I feel like if, if it is her, it confirms what I'm feeling and it feels like her. I remember when I last left off with her. She felt very light. I remember she was going through something and she was handling it well for what she was going through. That's right. She had something attached to her. So this is wonderful. And you know, I'm bummed I didn't bring something for her. Oh. I'm, if I'm going to find some flowers, if I can, as I'm walking along, and I'm going to leave some. Oh. All right. Some other. And let me take a sip of my water. Stuff's just trying to connect me from all over. Now there's a different energy trying to connect with me. Hold on. All right, all right, recline my chair here. Let's see. I feel an energy, I feel like it's an energy I, I don't know that I haven't met before. I'm right outside the cemetery, I'll take a picture. I feel the energy in the lower parts of me. The, the lower vibrational parts, uh, hips, legs, like that kind of area. Slightly off balance. Ah. Oh. I remember, oh, I just remembered this. The guy who was buried, reported to be buried outside the cemetery. 
I remember he was going through some imbalances, some troubles. We'd bounced him out and then check back the day later and he felt pretty, you know, good. But then I said, the true test is when you check back on someone. I wonder if this is, if this is him. So I'm going to call my team in and <laughs> call them in. I, I walk around connected to them, so there's nothing to call in. <laughs> And what I mean to say is I'm going to really make sure we're fully connected, connect with this. I'm guessing it's the guy and see if we can take care of the, if they, <laughs> we, I'm so presumptuous. They can take care of the imbalances while I witness them taking care of the imbalances. All right. It's interesting. I'll tell you what I feel like. If, I, my eyes would close, and then the energy I'm feeling, I would think the wind was blowing like 30, 40 miles an hour, and it was shaking my car. That's the energy I feel inside myself. The wind's not blowing hard at all. And when I close my eyes, I feel like I'm shaking a little. So that's the kind of off-balance I'm feeling. That's why I say off-balance. I'm not off-balance. I was balanced the whole ride here. I'm not physically being jostled in any way, but when I close my eyes, the energy I'm connected with I feel like it's moving me. I feel like it's shaking me. So, all right, not bad. That took about two minutes. It's pretty good. I feel he's, like he's balanced, but I, again, I feel like he's balanced with assistance. Again, why don't I just walk in? See, it, it, <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go check out Pioneer Cemetery, burial ground of pandemonium, and like jump out of my car. If I wasn't conscious of my energy, I wouldn't know what kind of energy I'm bringing to the place. I wouldn't know how I'm bringing my energy into some other energy. This is, seems like a very respectful way to enter places. You should only enter places, in my opinion, especially a burial ground, when you're okay. The energy I was feeling, that off-balance energy, yeah, that has like a... I'm not feeling good. Could you leave me alone? <laughs> like, that kind of energy. The hope was welcome. I'm still going to give them like five to ten minutes of enjoying the balance, and then I'm going to ask if it's okay to go in. Maybe I'll get out and take some pictures of all this is happening. I probably need to put another jacket on too, because now the the sun's bye-bye. All right, so after that, I recorded for another hour and a half, but again, that disappeared. So as you hear, I run into Sadie immediately. I remember looking at the memorial and my mind trying to catch up with what I was seeing and what it meant. Like, oh, this is a stone. It looks like a memorial. And before my mind could even figure out what it was, I felt Sadie's energy come upon me, like tingling. Like It was amazing. So she came and said hi before I, my mind even caught up to what I was seeing. And then you hear me switch over because I'm starting to feel another energy coming. And it had been a week and Patrick's energy isn't consistent. It's hard to recognize him. And when it comes to energy, like if I, most of the energies I encounter, and this is true, most of the energies I encounter are about my size energetically, a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, but generally around that size. And so if I'm experiencing that over and over and over, and then I experience something that's the size of my 8 by 8 room that fills it with energy. And it's always like calm, peaceful, strong, big. Like nothing else is big and calm and peaceful. Like after a while, it's like, oh, I recognize this. Sadie, my mind saw the stuffed animals, was starting to put it together. 
and then so when she jumped like it felt like she jumped to give me a hug like but i our energies merged that i'd saw the stuffed animals and and then felt that energy i knew it was her immediately and probably subconsciously at least as hope and patrick would be doing better and then i why i created the memorial for patrick was like if two people are not well and one has uh, uh, people sending them flowers and balloons and visiting them and the other one doesn't have flowers or balloons of people visiting them, who do you think is going to be doing better all, overall, all things being the same? You know, so Patrick, calling him Patrick, we're going to get get him a memorial. I'm going to try and when Woody goes at me, I'm going to try and move the rock to the other corner of the cemetery, like Sadie's to the left corner and see if there's a good spot to move Patrick's rock rock to the right corner start putting stuff for him memorial for him you go in there anyway if you listen to this stuff if you're into this stuff if you're giving sadie love uh, patrick deserves love too <laughs> that's all i'm saying so without further ado let's go pe- check on patrick now because that was thursday it's sunday that's a good check that's a good after check thursday to sunday's a good after check it's like if he feels pretty balanced then I know he's learning how to balance better. If he still feels pretty messed up, he needs a lot more love and support. And he's probably going to be an ongoing side uh, mention on every show until he feels okay, because that's the right thing to do. You, you help you help spirits, you help people. Okay, so let's go check on Patrick. Sadie, <laughs> Sadie's wonderful. Well, you can say hi to Sadie yourself. Say hi, Sadie. I think... Uh, if you think of uh, anybody who's on in another realm, they hear you. That's my belief. When you think of a loved one that passed on, they hear you. They hear your thoughts. They hear, they feel your intention. They feel your love. So Sadie's fine two times in a row, solid, golden even. Let's go see how Patrick's doing. It's only the right thing to do. All right, imagine it's your first time ever stepping on a, a nice fat skateboard. So it's a, there's brakes on it and the brakes are on. So it's not going to roll left or right, but it's your first time getting on a skateboard that's big. And say it's even tight. It doesn't rock back and forth too quickly. It rocks back kind of slowly. But if it's your first time ever getting on one, let's say you, you don't even fall because you have pretty good balance but you know it's kind of requires your muscles are going a little this way and your muscles are going a little that way and you're keeping the balance where maybe the third fourth fifth sixth time you get on it you don't even have to balance anymore you just stand on it and you're standing on it well patrick feels like he just got on a skateboard for the first time his energy is good he it's it's moved up it's in the upper parts of him it's just if you think of us as a lower vibrationally lower higher vibrationally higher he's holding his energy more in the upper regions chest throat head area well spiritually (laughs) imagine just imagine spirit beings like us because it's the easiest way to describe them if you saw a cocoon when you were a kid, when they came out of their skins, they were still shaped like us. It's just, it, for the sake of explanation, I just got to describe spirits like people because otherwise, what language are you talking? So, Patrick feels good. Patrick feels really good. I'm happy. That's, that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sun, that's a solid three days. And he isn't just balanced in the lower parts of him where he was balanced he's ba- he's holding he feels like he's holding the balance in the upper part he's learning how to balance in this new plane of existence he's been elevated to he was on a lower plane of existence because he was going through some stuff 
he was shown a way to elevate himself, like a new, a new truth in some way, a new way of being, and he's learning how to balance in that. I feel like he's succeeding. So I can't say how many times I'm going to visit him, but I'm usually an optimist. I'm going to get, I guess we have to visit him two more times, and then we'll visit him a third just to do like a triple check. But I think Patrick's going to be fine. He feels fine. I'm going to set up that memorial for him. It's already set up again to the left of Sadie's memorial, probably about 30 feet left. But set up Patrick's memorial, and I try and move it closer with Woody. Woody, bring your weight belt and your lifting gloves. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to find out if Woody's an outdoor guy. I don't know. I'm going to guess no. Most people I know in my life are not outdoorsy people. And birds of a feather flock together or something like that. But again, I'm going to expand my comfort zone. So... Patrick feels golden. Let me just do a double check. Yeah, Patrick's doing good. He's still rocking, but it's like less of a rocking. He's he's learning. He's he's getting it. So I feel good for him. So let me tell you the other events that happened. So you know what happened with Sadie and Patrick. And then I went to approach... Ah... <laughs> On the, I want to note, because this comes in later into the story, and this, this seems like a better way to tell the story. Before I get to the cemetery, on the car ride in, there's three things that I mentioned. One, the rocks got me right away. I, I love rocks. Big rocks, little rocks, boulders. I just I something about rocks. And I know like one day when I retire... I'd like to have, even if it's like an acre, half acre, it doesn't matter, a really rocky land. And I want to like take the rocks on the land and like build something. Like if it's a little like shelter house, if someone's walking by and it rain and they just want to go sit in it, or if like a bigger house that you could fit like a bed in or something. I don't know, but I want to build a house out of the rocks. If it doesn't happen, that's fine, but it's fun to have dreams and that's one of my dreams. So... When I'm driving to Tuscarora and I'm seeing the rocks everywhere, I'm like, oh, the rocks. I'm like, I love this. And so I commented on the rocks. I commented on like, uh-oh, I don't know how many bars I have. I'm like, I heard Verizon's good up here. I have T-Mobile. I, I, I hope, you know, I don't cut out. Because when I record episodes, this is related, I like to upload them after they're done recording. And I remember... I didn't upload anything, and I don't want to blame it on I I didn't have service. I was excited, and I forgot. But I know my service was, was cutting in and out, so that's just another thing I commented on. And the third thing I commented on happened while I was there. I'll get to the third thing as I tell the story. So there's three things that are significant for a reason. So I approached the cemetery, stand outside, open myself up. I'm balanced, my mind is still, my energy is still, and I open up and I kind of say, I think I said out loud to the cemetery, hey, you know, is, is it cool if I come in? You know, I'm cool, I feel good, respect. And I just opened myself to see if I felt the response. And I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything good, I didn't feel anything bad, I didn't feel any energy, which to me is that's okay to, if it's neutral, it's okay to approach. If it's off balance, then I feel like you got to re-ask or if, maybe help the thing the spirit that's off balance or i could feel tinglys like i felt when sadie like jumped to me if i felt tinglys i'd take that as a go <laughs> probably much like people are in tune with nature you get like funny feelings like i don't know or like yeah this feels good or this is the way now nah, we shouldn't go that way 
I'm sure people who are in tune with nature get those vibes. Same exact thing. So I, I feel neutral, so I'm feeling like it's a go, and I'm thinking it's a go, and then I notice a chipmunk running at the other end of the graveyard. Now, I probably saw before my uh, other chipmunks experience I talked about, I probably saw five chipmunks in my entire life. I don't see chipmunks a lot. I grew up in the suburbs, even though I went to the woods a lot. As a kid... It, 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 was, it was like a park woods. I don't know. I, didn't, I just, it, you didn't, wouldn't see a deer running through that thing. If anything, you'd see a squirrel. You wouldn't see a bear. You it was a clo- enclosed park. So, so that I, I felt neutral. I saw a chipmunk. I'm like, ah, chipmunk sign. It's on. So I walked in respectfully. I looked around. I didn't feel anything in there. And the graves are everywhere. I don't even think people should go in there. I feel like... I don't think it matters on some level, but on another level, a way to show respect, I think, is to to show, hey, I'm respecting that that this is a resting place for you, or this is a memorial to you, so I'm not going to walk over your grave. I don't think anything happens, but it's to me to not walk over someone's grave is to say, look, I'm respecting you, I'm respecting that I'm here. And that when I when I walked in a little bit, I realized, wow, I can't really walk anywhere without walking over anyone's grave. So I took a picture, I took some pictures, I'll throw them up. So I didn't feel anything in there. So then I I came out and I'm like, all right, let me divide it up into sectors, quadrants. I'm going to go northeast from here. I'm going to go northwest from here. Then I'm going to go southeast and southwest from here and see if I see runes or anything else. And so as I'm walking around, that whole time I was walking around checking out and I only checked out two of the quadrants, the northeast and northwest, before I decided, well, I'll get to that. Um, that In that time, that took all, I guess, about a half hour, 40 minutes or so. And during that time, I heard three to four of those thumps I had described, I talked about, that I was hoping we could examine together and I could play and amplify so people could say, oh, that's, oh, that sound. No, it's not a branch falling, but it's a this. Or like, no, that could be something else. But again, I don't have anything. (laughs) So I heard some thumbs. I saw a squirrel in the northeast quadrant and that was it. I didn't see anything that I would recognize as runes. And then I went to the northwest quadrant from the cemetery. That's my reference point. I went to the northwest. On the way to the northwest, I remember hearing the other thump. And then I remember seeing a white-tailed deer running away. I just saw its like leg and tail, and I saw it running through the woods. I didn't see anything there. Oh, I almost ate a spider web. I remember the cracking up about that. Like I was walking, and I saw it right before it would have like went. I was I'm talking and I'm recording right before it like would have went into my mouth. I did like the limbo, the mamba, like like the whoa. And then I backed off and went around it. So that was pretty funny. I was definitely busting on myself the whole time about how unwoodsy I am. And I was also realizing like, I don't feel like I'm finding anything. And then I kind of started walking to the southern area. And I was realizing, oh, the road's down there. I'm like, and then I started busting on myself saying, I'm such an amateur. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I think I passed like a ranger station. You think I would stop and say, hey, I'm going up to the Pioneer Cemetery. Got any pointers for anything? So I'm busting on myself. And uh, and I'm thinking I should wrap it up. 
Oh, also when I got out of the car when I got there. It doesn't even matter that I'm telling this late because nothing happened with I put the candy bar and the Mylar blanket under my car so nobody else could see it. But I'm like, if there's my Sasquatch friend is watching me, he'll see me do it. And maybe when I come back to the car, it'll be gone. I was hoping for that. I'm now back at the car. It's not gone. And I'm thinking of packing things up. And then a gentleman pulls up with his wife in a truck, of course. Everyone's got trucks up there except me. Uh, he pulls up in his truck and he waves to him and he gets out of his car. And I'm happy because I... I I'd probably checked the recorder by the hundredth time at this point. And right before I pulled up, I checked and I was recording. And now I'm having a conversation with a gentleman and I'm getting it recorded. I was, I was just, everything was so great. I was so happy. The guy gets out and he, he's, he says, hi, I said hi. And he says he's, he's coming to visit the cemetery. He actually has a cabin there. And it sounded like a maybe a vacation cabin, but obviously they were staying there. Yeah, they must have just been like got there to stay there for an extended period. And they wanted to check out something with the cemetery, the map outside the cemetery. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And so one, that he showed up, the amazing thing, that's the third thing from before that I said I was going to get to, that he showed up when I was saying, oh, this is amateur hour. I'm like, that was great. I recognized that right away. I'm saying like, I don't know where anything else is. I'm such an amateur. And then a minute or two later, he pulled up. And he starts saying, oh, there's, the tannery is down there. Um, you just go down the road and make right. So he tells me where one of the places is. What, what, I was ready to leave because I didn't know where anything was. So he goes, yeah, the side of the tannery is down there. So I got that. And then he's, I can't remember how the conversation went, but he brought these things up. He starts talking about the phone service. He's like, ah, I don't got any bars, uh, you know. And he's like, you know, Verizon. He mentions how Verizon's good up there. He's like, I got T-Mobile, but it's not working up here. So I thought that was hysterical. And then he, he, he was talking about pandemonium in general because he was going to look at the sign. And so he's talking about pandemonium in general. And he goes, "Why? Well, I don't know why would anyone would start a town up here. It's so rocky up here, you know. So he mentioned the rocks. <laughs> so it's cracking up. Because those are two things I mentioned as I was driving up to the cemetery. And the third, I was laughing at myself and not knowing where anything was. And he pulls up to tell me where something is. So that was great. So after that, I go to the tannery section. I see another squirrel. So that's only four things I saw. Chipmunk, squirrel, white-tailed deer, and a squirrel. So the only things I saw. I didn't hear any sounds down by there. And I decided to wrap it up for the day. And then I realized when I got home that my <laughs> main recording was mysteriously gone. But for most of my react, besides the thumps, that would have been great to share. My reactions you got to when I was experiencing stuff psychically. So for the next part of my pandemonium special, Woody and I are going together at night. I have a, I'm hoping to camp near where Tim and his friend camp because that's where their Sasquatch activity occurred. And I'm learning more and more. It's like I follow signs. I'm open to signs, but I don't look for them. I just recognize them when I see them. I think this kind of works the same way. When I go out into the field, I'm open for everything, but I should not expect anything. I think it's the same exact way. And it seems that that formula works the best for people. 
So I'm going to test that formula out. And the fact that I actively have relationships with spirits in this area. Oh, and I, it's shame on me. Um, and I felt I was able to spiritually connect with the Sasquatch spirit there. But I can't say I felt him with me the way I felt Sadie with me or the way I felt Patrick with me. I could connect with the spirit, but it was like a distance connect the way I connect with a spirit when I'm at home meditating. So he was around. Oh, and by the way, for the record, I totally think my Sasquatch friend was responsible for my big audio file from my day visit mysteriously disappearing. Because if I believe that everything happens for a reason, which I do, and I ask myself why, it goes back to that I was expecting something to happen. And it was a lesson for me not to expect things, but to just be. And it's almost a joke, too. Like Sasquatch was saying, yeah, you're expecting something to happen. Here's something. Boom. Your big audio file's gone. And while I'm here and visiting with Pandemonium from a distance... And the spirits there from a distance. I got to connect with my Sasquatch friend. <laughs> so this is like, I don't know, six, seven time connecting with the spirit. So I should connect with him again, say hi. So that if I do encounter him more physically, well, we really know each other. He'll know me. I think he already knows me, but there'll, there'll be no questions. This should be on my part. Zero fear. And connecting with the energies that are there. And I'm feeling the same things when I go there. So what's there to fear just because it's dark and I can't see? There should be no fear. Yeah, so let's see how our Sasquatch friend is doing. I have to say this. (laughs) Without a doubt. If for some reason you feel smaller on whatever that means to you than you want to in life, if you want to feel somehow bigger in life in some way. I'm definitely not talking materially. I'm talking either mentally or emotionally or spiritually or whatever, however you want to define it. The Sasquatch spirit is large and in charge. It's balanced and peaceful. Yeah, I really hope I'm not expecting it or demanding it or anything like that, but I'm hopeful at some point I'm free at the same time he's free while I'm there and there's some kind of more physical stuff. So I appreciate those of you who are going on the journey with me, but you and me both want more. (laughs) We want something more physical to happen because this energy is lovely. Just... He feels great. And yeah, and I should describe what I'm feeling. Extreme balance. As if I was an anvil. Although I even feel those the top heavy. Those old weights from the cartoons that look like a trapezoid or something with the really big base and the handle on top like from a Bugs Bunny cartoon solid base, heavy, sturdy, like you're not knocking that thing off balance. And but at the same time, really powerful and strong, and at the same time really peaceful. And it feels like 
the size of my room a little bigger than the size of my room. I got to say, between this guy, Sadie, and Patrick, I feel like I have connections and a pandemonium should go swimmingly. So I really look forward to it. I look forward to hopefully bringing you more thoughtful and entertaining content real soon. I hope you join the my pandemonium special. Until next time, when you'll be with Woody and I going out to pandemonium for our night visit. Until next time, everyone, peace.